Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. It's you and me, Brian. Just the two of us. Just the two of this is. We can make it if we try. Uh, you know, I feel like we're. I'm, I'm used to having more people than this. Even when I sometimes will interview just a person, it's usually not just us. So I make you feel more more lonely. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We 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 were just we're we, smaller with we, you in it, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we were just having a conversation in our office and we decided let's go over to the next room and push record while we continue this conversation. That's what happened. And now here we are. <laughs> and now here we are. Somehow the room is smaller. <laughs> Somehow the room is smaller. I, I, I'm leaning forward into the microphone instead of like leaning back. And I feel like that. I don't know. I, I always, I always thought it was weird you ever learn like listening skills? Like, I think so. Like in school or even like, in, I don't know, maybe a psych 101 class. You learn like listening skills, right? And listening skills are always like nodding and, and eye contact right, and right, leaning right, right. forward. And wh- whenever I do those things, I feel really intimidating. Like, <laughs> like leaning forward, like direct eye contact. I, it never feels like I'm like actually inviting someone in. It just, I, I feel like to me, good listening skills are like looking off while they're talking like a little subtle. Mm, mm, Do people tell you, know, you you're like an, a very intense back. listener? Is that a, is that feedback you've I, gotten? I, well, I, if, if I just feel like an intense listener, if I'm like leaned in <laughs> and like staring into your soul, I just, uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Do you, here's my question, Brian. Do you want to talk about masks? No, decidedly <laughs> not. We were talking about masks in our office, and I'm like, maybe we should just push record. And I was like, do you want to do you do you want to just like record something on this? And you're like, I mean, I said if it would be helpful. <laughs> I think that so was we, the if answer. Be, if it can help people, yes, I will do this. But I personally have no desire to talk about masks. Okay, but but I think it could be helpful. Yeah. Um, and we we could talk about masks from all sorts of different angles. But I really don't want to talk about masks directly. Like I think that what's helpful is maybe just in this context, uh, processing through a little bit of and verbalizing a little bit of our thought process as we've decided to go away from masks. Now, this is also a different conversation. Maybe we should have done this two weeks ago, but we decided to make masks optional indoors at our outdoor service two weeks ago. It was really only two indoor su- service. I'm sorry, yeah. at our indoor service. Um, it was really only two Sundays that that was the case uh, in opposition of the county's recommendations. And I think quicker than any of us expected, the county went that same direction and has now removed their requirement for masks indoors, really in, in essentially all public spaces. To my knowledge, I mean, there's like healthcare mm. settings and things like sure. that where it's still required, but essentially all uh, public spaces. And so, I, in one sense, this is a little bit of a different conversation. But I know that there's some, you know, here's the deal. Actually, I I don't even think that there's like some. I mean, I, I know that there's some questions about it, but I'm I'm less concerned with the questions than I am with the reality of the fact that we all kind of need to be shepherded through this season. Like we're, Mm. we're in this weird transition season where 
we're still trying to process everything that happened over the last couple of years. We're not even totally clear on what kind of impact it has had on us, let alone those around us. And, and now we're trying to make these decisions um, that I, I'm not sure even most of us even like want to make. Right. Like it's almost like we're like, okay, we're just giving you the option of wearing a mask or not. And that option, like most of us don't even want that option. Yeah. I think that's right. Cause it, cause it's, it, it is so complicated and there's so many different dynamics going on. So I, as we've entered, I, let me just ask, ask this, as we've entered into this kind of last couple of weeks of transition, both here at the church and now just in the County generally, mm-hmm. um, how have you felt about that? Like how, how has that impacted you or what have you experienced either personally or um, with your family? Yeah. I mean, I, it's a weird time in, in general. I think that there's a way that um, with the kind of responsibility we've had to make some of these decisions, yeah. part of the, like the silver lining of that has been that we've had to think through this in a way that's kind of like dispassionate mm-hmm. and like take a lot of different ideas and sides and thoughts into account, not just like scientifically or what's actually safe, but like pastorally, like how, how are people processing through this? And so what, in a weird way, like I feel like I'm at, and we in some ways are ahead of the curve, the same way that someone who maybe works in healthcare mm-hmm. or different places, interesting. like have had to think about this in a different way than most people. And still, it's been a little strange. It's just, mm-hmm. I think there's a way that we are, like the county lifts their mandate. And now you're kind of like, okay, I've spent two years, especially in Los Angeles, like other places, it's just not the case. You don't have that kind of repetitive memory. But in LA, I've spent two years putting on a mask, going into a store. And there's like a liturgy to that. There's a way that, that forms mm-hmm. you. It, it's not just something you do. It's something that by doing tells you something about the world that's kind of implicit and unspoken. And it's told you, this is one of the ways that we are being safer than not. Mm. And so it would then be like, hey, don't worry about this thing that you've told yourself multiple times a day, even unintentionally or maybe against what you thought, maybe more like consciously. Yeah. But you subconsciously told yourself over and over and over again, this is something I do that makes us all safer and makes Mm. me safer. And then just be like, yeah, don't do that anymore. That's just going to be weird for everyone. Mm. You, you know, it's really interesting. I was having a conversation with um, someone who's just struggling with this transition this last week, and it, she was really insightful because I think it was, she was recognizing the, I, I love the word actually, I hadn't thought about it that way, but really the, the, the liturgical impact, if we want to call it that, of wearing a mask, walking into the store every single time. And in one sense, the, there's something it conveys to you about safety. In other sense, I think we've been doing it every time you're putting on, like implicitly I'm saying to myself, this is how I love other people. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's not just safety, but it's even this like, we we, and we have, and I think rightly so in a lot of ways, imbued it with this spiritual, moral value, um, virtue of this is the way, even if I'm not concerned about myself. Right. 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 Uh, this is an act of love. And so now we're saying, okay, no, 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 but just, you, you don't need to do that. Right. You're like, well, wait, like, but I've, my heart and my mind's been formed to interpret this as right. a way I'm loving other people as well. And so there's, there, it feels like there's a disconnect. Yeah. And I think one of the hard things about this particular part 
is that no one's going to lead out in front of this. So when, mm. when we were putting them on, there's a way that whether from the government level or from really any level, you had to justify it. So you had to say, here's why we're doing this and everyone should do it. Mm. And, and it, it ought to be this way. And even if you don't maybe agree with some of it, we still are asking you to do it because we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. That's not happening on the other side. No one's saying, okay, it's time to make a transition. We don't need to do this anymore, at least for a lot of us. Some of us might. Like, there's no like yeah. leadership there. It's really just a, we're not going to mandate it, but we're still going to recommend it. And then just <laughs> yeah. silence. And so yeah, you're, yeah. you're not being led. And, like, and so there's, there was a way that even in the beginning, regardless of how you felt about the masks, there was a kind of a sense in LA that we were all doing this together, at least. It was mm. sort of like, you know what, this is where we're at. We're listening to, you know, the leadership in our government, and we're just going to kind of all join together in making this kind of inconvenient sacrifice, you mm. know, for the sake of others and for the sake mm. of ourselves and so on and so forth. But there's none of that on the other side. Now it's just like, well, now we're not doing that together. We're not doing anything else together. We're just sort of maybe not. take. Maybe some, some people are going to take them off, maybe. This is weird, like even social dynamic mm. where it's like, are, okay, what, what are we doing now? Mm. And, and, so, and some people respond to that differently than others. Yeah, yeah. But there's just, I think that's one of the hard parts is it's not being replaced by anything positive. It's only being replaced by a negative. And that negative is like kind of a pulled punch where it's like, well, maybe we're still recommending it. But so there, there's just, the leadership isn't there the way it was in the mm. beginning, even though that was maybe lackluster. Mm. Um, and so you're just kind of left to yourself with, with no alternative vision mm. for what all those things I was doing are supposed to look like now. You know, and, and it's, that's so interesting. Cause I, like, not only do we have this, uh, that in sense, lack of leadership, but we also have this like lack of clarity on, um, the ways in which we're, we're having a totally, we, we ought to be having a totally different conversation now that number one, that we're dealing with Omicron, right. right. Which is a different different in a whole host of different ways. I mean, you could talk about that and it's not our specialty. And so, sure. but we're also talking about people that are, and particularly in our communities, by and large vaxxed, boosted. Right. Right. Like we're, um, our kids have the, uh, have the opportunity to, uh, we're just in a totally different situation, but we're not talking about it different. We're not like talking about it like, Oh, right. what do we do now that the situation is different? How do we kind of remeasure these things? It's just, it's COVID. Yeah. It's like, and I think that that distinction also doesn't help us to ask questions together and have these conversations together. And, and that's where, again, it, my, my concern is less that like we're on the exact same page about how we, how we understand mm-hmm. all these dynamics, but how do we as Christians walk through this season together? I think the reason I wanted to talk about this on the podcast is because I, I feel like there is a lot of confusion as to how we walk through this season together well. Um, and so in, in light of that, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you uh, a few unfair questions because Sounds I'm great. asking them to you <laughs> off Sounds the great. top of your head. Okay. <laughs> First of all, what, what are the questions you think we should be asking ourselves in this moment? As we consider, and I'm not even talking to me, maybe specifically about like whether I mask or where I mask or whatever, but just like, what are the questions we should be asking ourselves in this moment as we engage with one another, particularly? Um, 
That's a huge question. No, I, I get it. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure how much I'm going to form them into questions. That's I fine. Think there, there's a one thing off the top of my head yeah. is just a we okay. Here's a question: How has this actually affected me the last mm. two years? Mm. Um, I think that so I I know that um, there's ways that it has affected me um, that compromise some of my ability to react well in an instant to mm. a conversation about masks <laughs> or anything. <laughs> huh. Um, like there's just ways that I, and, and that's not because, um, I'm like a broken person now in ways I wasn't before. I mean, that might be true for some people, right? Yeah. There's crazy things have happened in the last two years. Crazy things always happen in two years too. So there's a lot of variables at play, mm. but, um, I, it's because underneath a conversation about masks, taking them on and taking them off is the weight of all the things we just talked about of like, how, how do I do this? Is there a right way to do it or a wrong way to do it? It's the underlying cultural shifts that have happened over the last two, six, 10, 20 years where how I do or don't, what I do or don't do with a mask is now indicative of something about me that I either should, that I should be celebrated or shamed. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's crazy to me. And that gets to me more than I realize. Mm. And that's just one tiny example of a way that things get to me more than I realize. So one question to ask is, how have, are there ways I've been kind of compromised that I don't see? Mm. Are there ways that my tiredness and fatigue and just generally things that have affected me over the last couple of years, especially, are making conversations about this and my own thoughts about this just more difficult, more fraught, more emotional than maybe they would have been, you know, outside mm. of that? That's one thing. And mm. that question can allow you then to have a better sense of pause and maybe even filter as you talk to yourself and mm-hmm. as you talk to others and engage on an issue like this, mm-hmm. like we're all coming at this from a place that's not perfect and not like always well thought through. Yeah. And sometimes for reasons we don't even see that well. Mm. So that's one, mm-hmm. one question is that, um, another one really is like, <sighs> these are hard ones because it gets into that thing I just said, where it's like all these kind of political talking points that get, so anything you say gets like f- your phrasing can get you into trouble, even yeah. if that's not what you meant. But I think there is a real question about what, what do we do about risk and fear? Yeah. Like how, and everyone's going to have a slightly different answer to that. And that's okay. That's kind of the point because everyone's in a different situation. Um, but how do we accurately assess our own risk and our own fear? And I think that's tied into things like how much of my life, um, okay, how much of my life is 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 controllable by me how much have i bought into the idea that i can't control everything that happens to me how much have i let different risks get outsized to me um covid being one among a whole slew of them mm-hmm. um john madden was scared of airplanes he rode on a bus everywhere you know it's like mm-hmm. all right that's not like a necessarily a moral decision but it makes sense to look and go like okay is this just because that's something I'm choosing to do? Or is this because I think that's actually the situation around me? That's mm-hmm. actually the reality. At the same time, I just, in the exact same breath, want to say like, there are some people for whom that, ca- that risk calculus is really different, not out of preference or out of like tolerance, but because of genuinely different physical situations or like, mm-hmm. like risk factors that are absolutely real. So when I say like, let's assess our understanding of risk um, and of control and of fear, I'm not saying that everyone fits into the same category there, but I think that what you said earlier is a real one, which is what's actually happening. Like what is, what is the truth and reality of the things around us? 
Um, not because anyone's been hiding that, but because things change so quickly that you start going, okay, if I'm going to begin to move into a new phase of, of a pandemic, I really do need to start going, what are my deep underlying motivations here? Mm. And what, what is healthy fear and what is unhealthy fear? Mm. And regardless of where you land specifically on that sort of continuum as your wise, practical way of living, that's a question you can't not ask. Mm. Not asking the question is capitulating to mm. either rash, like brash overconfidence, <laughs> or like you know, inappropriate, unhealthy fear. Mm-hmm. Um, both of which are rooted in kind of spiritual issues as well as a bunch of other things. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the big questions. Let's talk about how we've been compromised. We have a hard time thinking about those. Mm. You know, what's going on with me that makes me have a hard time with this that maybe I don't see? Mm. And then what's really motivating some of these decisions and what's my posture towards them that has to do with things that are deep down, like yeah. fear and control, but also has to roll in a lot of really different circumstances we are all in and give grace for that. And that's third question. It's Brian, gotta have three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I give more grace to people around me? Mm. I think we've said, let's give grace to each other. But that question, how can I mm. give grace to more people oh, around like me, is a different yeah. one. Because yeah. it really makes me go, oh, okay, it's like this and like that. And that gives me something proactive I can do when we're no longer required to wear masks somewhere. My question should be, how can I show grace to people who, who make the same calculus I do and those who make it different? How can I show grace to people who are as compromised as I am and those who aren't? How can I show grace to people who are more afraid or less afraid? Like, how can I show grace to other people in my life on this particular thing as we move forward? Mm. That was long. Bro, that was good. That was, <laughs> that was long. <laughs> I, I, man, I was just like, I, that's exactly what I, I was hoping for. And this is part of why I wanted to push record because <laughs> I, I love talking to you and I love talking about these things because I think there's so much um, richness that, that uh, I know I can glean just from even just taking the time to think about these things. Right. And that our people can glean from conversations like that. What struck me as you were talking is also that, we we can't ask these questions uh, on our own. Yeah. Like we can't do it in our own head. Like we're just like, we are all just too uh, impacted by everything, the, the world around us and our own hearts to, to be able to figure this out by thinking about it or to be able to figure it out by like commiserating with like the one person we know that's exactly where we are. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like we, th- th- there's, there's no way forward there. And, and that, as, as I reflect back on the last, I mean, I, it, to be perfectly honest, over the last two or three weeks, I've had some uh, challenging conversations as people have, uh, that's not true. Over the last two or three months, I've had some challenging conversations right. yeah. from kind of all like corners of, areas of concern, areas of like just real like sorrow and impact over some of these decisions, whether it's in the church or interpersonally or in, in their hearts. And I'll tell you what, every single time, like the conversation was a huge part of what brought clarity, mm-hmm. a context for grace and uh, the experience of growing together. Um, what, 
what really devolves things is when we ever stop like having these conversations with one another and kind of retreat into ourselves or into our corners and just kind of come and back. I can't believe those people. Yeah. Right. Are doing that. Or right, I'm so disappointed that, that they've done that. like the conversation gives us opportunity. And in particular, the conversation with people that think differently than you, people that might make a different decision than you provides a context for you both to be sharpened, for you both to, to grow, for, for that grace to be shown and for us to, it, it, it brings out all these things that you, yeah. you can't really do by just like sitting by yourself and trying to think about it. Um, by reading Twitter or right. <laughs> Facebook or whatever, um, it it requires these us to have these conversations. And so I, I think, like every season, this is another season that um, the Lord wants to use to draw us into one another, into relationship. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, what's interesting is I think the the kind of conversation you're talking about or at least the the goal yeah. is not one of the reasons people are reticent about this is because they don't want to have another conversation about this study or that study or this. Or, <laughs> totally, you know, totally. I, I think it's fair. I think the kind of conversation you're talking about, which can those not bad, but those like those more superficial kind of conversations, kind of adjudicating yes, yes, science yes, claims. Yes, the, which, which is not what I'm talking about. Those can get right. to a yeah, better, yeah. A, a really great yeah, place. And yeah. so in a weird way, like talking about a mask mandate can get you to a really deep place if you let it and if you, if you steer it there. But I think having the goal in mind in the beginning um, is, is kind of important that, you know, one of the, if, if masks, as an example, make you, engage you emotionally in any way. And what's funny is I don't know really anyone for whom it doesn't right now <laughs> at some level, right? Like yeah. not, not necessarily because you're a firebrand. You're just like, no. but your emotions are engaged. It's not just a dispassionate, you know, totally. let's do some math. Let's read some science journals. It, yeah. it really is like a, no, I, I, I find my, my emotions moving and whether those emotions are moving for them or against them, whether you're tired of them or tired of people who are tired of them, mm-hmm. if your emotions are engaged by masks, that means it's not about masks. Mm. I mean, it is, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. And the real conversation is what's under there. And, and as pastors, that's sort of our thing. I mean, like our, our, we're going to have an eye to that and, and try and bend things that way regardless because that's what we do and what we care about is what's underneath the thing we're talking about that's really close to your heart mm. and that touches your fears and your loves and what you're aiming for and what you're like moving away from you know, as quickly as you can yeah. internally and emotionally. And having those conversations is really incredibly beneficial. Mm. When it's not like, okay, so should I wear a mask in this context or shouldn't I? It is recommended. You know, how do we parse these things? You yeah. know, what does the science say? Which and those can be helpful in their way. I really don't mean to kind of. I'm not looking to like get away from those entirely. Those can be yeah. great, but there's a way of saying, okay, maybe with someone who disagrees with you on those external things, it goes like, okay, what are you most afraid of? Hmm. What am I most afraid of? Hmm. What are we supposed to do with those fears? Because ultimately we're both fearing something. So now we're, now we're partners in this. Yeah. We, might, we might have different things or whatever, but now we're helping each other through. And that to me is a, a kind of opportunity that comes out of a season like this. It, opportunity isn't like a silver lining. It's just something that is real and there. Um, and that's that 
we've got something that really stirred up ourselves and our hearts and our loves and our fears and our desires. And maybe in different directions, but all of us got stirred up in some way, shape, or form, even the most dispassionate among us. Yeah. So what does God want to do with that? Hmm. And that never involves you just going alone and journaling and coming out like fixed. Hmm. That's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. It involves you maybe journaling, maybe doing some introspection, but talking to other people about your loves and your fears and your angers and your hurts and your desires and your longings mm. and how this intersected with those in ways that made you care a lot about a mask and mm. what we were doing as a society with a mask and talk it out and yeah. learn more about yourself and be able to be blessed by others. Like that is a unifying thing that can happen mm. so long as we're humble enough to go. Now, this isn't really about righteous indignation in any direction. <laughs> this is actually about my fears and my loves. Mm. Um, and I need help with those because I honestly cannot see myself well enough to have a good grasp on how those are directing themselves all the time. Yeah, mm, exactly. And that's why I think I, my hope is that this would be a, and even just this like brief uh, podcast would be a, a conversation starter. I think, that's, I think that there's a lot of things that have happened even just the last few weeks that like tempt us to pull back instead of step in. To yeah. those conversations, I think what an what an incredible op- opportunity this is to to step into those conversations. Um, okay, let, let let me ask you a couple other questions. Let me ask you another unfair question. Um, you preached a couple few weeks ago on the, our heart for the disabled, right? How is the uh, decision to allow masks people to make their own decisions about masks in the churches? How is that not at odds? Or inconsistent with the sermon you preached. It's a it's a fair question and a good question. I mean, someone um, who's who's helped me a lot thinking about the disability community um, has told me multiple times, not in exasperation, but in like sympathy, like you have an impossible job. Um, and I've just, I've really appreciated that. There's a way mm. that, that has really helped me because there are times when even even in um, in the sermon and in conversation with this, with this person too, it's like, you know, let's say you have someone in the congregation who has kind of a sensory kind of issue mm-hmm. um, or, or some, some kind of deal, deals with yeah. some kind of disability in that, in that yeah. regard. And they just really need to click a pen to like, to like keep regulated yeah. and, and stay kind of focused. And then someone nearby them in the same congregation has a sensory issue that kind of overloads them with stimulus mm-hmm. and, and with stimuli and they can't take the pen clicking. Yeah. And like, what do you do there? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, well, that's an, that's an impossible job. Yeah. At the same time, like, there's a way that you go, well, we figure it out. You know, like, yeah. We travel together. We love each other. We stay united. We, 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 we figure it out on a case by case, not case by case, on like a, like a in context. And yeah. as we go, you know, as a church family, and as our family grows and changes, we make changes with that. And so I think that um, there is a way that we could be more welcoming to uh, to the disability community if we wore masks for the next, you know, however long. I mean, mm. the flu comes around. There, there's there's yeah. ways that there's ways that people are immunocompromised. Like there's a way that um, trying to figure out how to how to make an entire congregation in a service setting um, hospitable uh, to everyone in that congregation is a really difficult decision, and you have to you end up having to land somewhere where you're doing your best to love and care while at the same time having to make certain policy decisions that make some things more inconvenient or difficult for one set of people and maybe more convenient for another set of people. 
it's just a constant and, and we don't always do that perfectly. Yeah. And so I hear that question and I go, yeah, I get that. Um, and, and I think we tried as best we could and prayerfully and hopefully humbly yeah. to land in a place that said, there's a way we can try and do this together. But right now it seems like the masks are getting in the way of what we're called to do as a church. And, and it's time to make that move. Yeah. Man, it's just hard though. And, and so I, yeah. I understand it and sympathize with it. And I hope that we're communicating a kind of love by talking about it. And mm-hmm. I hope that there's a way that we can adjust and move so that as many people as possible can participate as fully as possible also recognizing our limits and, and the yeah. finitude of what we can do, you know, as a group of diverse people. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, I, I ask it because I've like, I, I've heard it, but I also want to affirm to people that like we, in making these decisions, those were the questions we asked. Yeah, for sure. Right. It's, it's, it's not like, Oh, I don't know. We didn't really think about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, and I'm not saying that I'd put that past us cause I don't think we've made all these d- decisions perfectly, but um, these are the things we are wrestling with. Um, and some of them have really hard and complicated answers that, that aren't simple. I, I also want, if you're listening, I want to he- hear you say, if we want to make accommodations, so that as many of you and as many of those who you know as possible are welcomed into our physical space together. And so if there are, we think we are doing that as best we can, but the only way we continue to know is to have more conversations. And so if there are accommodations we have not uh, been aware of that we we can consider, we want to have those conversations with you. And that's part of why this it's also part of why we put off ending the outdoor service. We weren't going to do it immediately as soon right. as the, the uh, indoor mask mandate. I mean, the indoor mask mandate went away on Friday. We weren't going to do it starting this Sunday mm-hmm. or even next Sunday. That's why we wanted to, that's why we sh- shot for Easter, even just generally. So we have like this buffer and what ends up being like a six week buffer. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, even just to clarify in case my email wasn't clear, we plan to continue our outdoor service until Easter. We plan for Easter to be an outdoor service. And then the week after Easter, our current plan is to move all of our services back indoors. Um, in the, the meantime, if, if there are accommodations or things we need to take into consideration for you to be able to make that move with us, we, we want to talk about that. We, like, we don't want to just kind of on the side uh, push you back onto the live stream. <laughs> Like yeah, that, for that, sure. That is not our heart. We want to um, walk with you and think through both how we process this together, both kind of as an organization, as a church family, and as individuals as we consider the things that are going on in your life and 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 the dynamics at work in each of our different situations. Yeah, I think we've learned that we we need to be creative and probably even more creative. Um, and so within like finite resources and whatever like i mean you know, so there's always constraints but like we want to be creative on those things and i think you're right that's a good point that's probably worth like reiterating or at least like that i'm not a guy that loses sleep like about a lot of things it's yeah. just not my way of like coping yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um but man the the thought of like a decision that we make like hurting people or causing pain mm. that 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 will make me lose sleep mm. and that's what's made these last couple of years particularly hard mm-hmm. and and just it's just questions like that one it's like yeah. I, I think it's probably worth letting people know that like i don't want to hurt anybody like that's 
And we just sit around and wrestle with that. And there's really no way to communicate that in an email or, you know, like, it, so I can understand where it just seems like a policy change to a lot of people. Oh, mm-hmm. here's the policy that's different now. And, and I'm not trying to justify our decisions that way as a, well, yeah. they tried their hardest, but we did try our hardest, yeah. <laughs> but like, but, but I just, I, I think it's probably worth knowing that we really do lose some sleep over this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly feeling like we're, we're, there's gotta be a way to do this back. I mean, we're just constantly trying to get creative to figure out how do you do this? Cause that's our big, our biggest priority is our people and all of them, not just some of them. And so we really feel this stuff and hopefully yeah. that's coming across. I mean, doesn't doesn't mean every decision is going to be perfect. There's no way to get more creative, but I hope that I hope that comes across even just a short podcast. How much that that gets to us and 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 in a right way. I think it's right yeah. to feel that way. It's right yeah. to just be like, man, I just want to make sure everyone can do this. And how do we do that? And it's it feels impossible sometimes. Let's try harder and let's do this. And yeah, it it, it really is something that um that's near and dear to our hearts, even in policy questions. Mm. Yeah, I. I appreciate you saying that because I think it does share our hearts and shares, and, and it's not just even your and mine. Like these are the conversations that yeah, that's the, what we do. The, the, the pastors just, uh, pray, as we pray over and and agonize over, um, recognizing the number of people that it impacts and the diversity of situations and dynamics and and struggles, um, in all sorts of different ways that that and and there is a level of trust that we ask from you as we do that. We hope that you see that from us and, and in us. And we're thankful that, uh, they, that you do. I mean, we get that feedback. We know that you, that you do, but we wanted to provide this opportunity to give you into even just a, I don't know, tiny little window into some of our thoughts about that. Um, one of the other questions I've gotten is, is there a contingency plan for if, and when things spike again with COVID? And what, what I want to convey to you is that like at this point, life is a contingency plan. Like we're, we're not making any of these decisions in a way that says, this is what we're doing forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we, like, that is how it feels for 100%. sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, are there contingencies? Absolutely. We're, we're making this decision for, because we think it's what's best right now. And uh, whether it's COVID or something else, we're going to keep striving to make the best decisions for the best moment. And we're not making any permanent moves for permanent anything. We're, we're responding to the moment uh, for the sake of the glory of God and the good of his people um, the best we can with the wisdom that the Lord um, entrusts to us. And so uh, anyways, we, I, I hope that that's encouraging to you. Uh, Brian, I told you I promised you that this would be a shorter episode because <laughs> we, we've both got meetings we got to run to. But uh, thanks for, yeah, thanks for for doing, I hope this is helpful for as helpful for other people as it is for me. Yeah. We love you guys. And we, we, yeah, we really do. We're looking forward to seeing you soon. And, um, and we hope you feel, uh, that we're in this, uh, together as cliche as that got over, (laughs) over the time. I, right now, two years later, I'm like, I do. I feel that way though. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I know that there's an open door. Uh, if, if you're, you know, hurt or concerned or if any of this, um, Anything in the midst of this, these transitions is something you're having trouble uh, processing through. We're here together as the body and as your pastors want to help walk you through this as well. So 
Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for walking with us. Thanks for extending grace to us. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Whether it's uh, close up interpersonally or even from afar, uh, it's one of the things that makes it's such a privilege and blessing to get to, to shepherd this church. So we love you. Thanks for being you. Thanks for following the Lord with us. And we'll see you on Sunday.